Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hunt the Czar of the Playbook and welcome to another edition of Direct Snap. This is the 13th episode of Direct Snap and if you're not familiar with how we do things here, it's a show where we address controversial football topics that many want to either avoid completely or tap dance around and this is again episode 13. We've been going, I say we, it's my own personal podcast, but I've been gone for a while from the podcast game, not necessarily just not doing it, just been so busy with other stuff. You've seen uh, the FCS kickoff, you see me do color commentary, you see me do a lot of different things. But you know what? Anytime there's something that's going on that everyone weighs in heavily about, it's obviously I got to get back in the lab on the podcast and talk about it. But first, make sure you follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. If you miss any one of our uh, direct snap episodes or any one of our podcasts, you can now find them on iTunes. Just look at Football Game Plan podcast they're also on our website at footballgameplan.com slash podcast follow us on instagram football game plan twitter like i mentioned before at fball game plan facebook and youtube.com slash football game plan and again i'm not going to take up all your time i know you guys are busy out there doing different things being patriots and all kind of stuff like that you guys have going on but just a few things you know as we get ready to kick off this football season i promise i'll try to get at least one direct snap episode in per week and I think if I can do these things shorter maybe I can get more of these things out but we will probably unveil a lot of different podcasts that we have coming down the pike and uh, we just did a fantasy football one we have some college football podcasts coming uh, some other things that we will not release just yet because people like to steal so what we want to talk about today why preseason football matters and I'm going to address Colin Kaepernick's comments and uh, protests later on in this episode but I see it every year preseason football people always love to tweet out and talk about hey welcome back football oh, we missed you oh it's been so long oh I can't wait now we get to see some football yada yada ba 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 whoop de whoop and then as soon as preseason kicks off oh my god why do they need preseason games oh my oh my god just jump right into the season the guys get hurt I got fantasy football teams to worry about like, guys, it just blows my mind at the hypocrisy that happens, not only just in the media, but also with the fans. You know, let's just say, for instance, let's, let's break this down. You know, if you're a draft analyst and you spent the entire college football season and winter and spring breaking down these prospects, how could you hate preseason? Because you're going to finally see these guys get out there and compete. You know, and here's the thing, and, and this is – partly why it matters um, or mainly why it matters. You have to respect the game over scrimmages. You That's the one element of football in which you can't simulate. You can't fake live action in practice as much as they, you, you try to, but you don't get tackled to the ground. You don't really go 100% at best. You're probably going 85. You only go 100% maybe in certain drills, like one-on-one -on -one drills, 
Um, and even then, you're not really getting super aggressive. Um, because, again, these are your teammates. You're, you're trying to stay healthy, but you're also trying to work on your craft. In the games, that's when you have live action. That's when you're able to go full speed, full tilt. And you can't simulate that in a doggone practice or a scrimmage. So the games themselves matter. They may not matter to a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Adrian Peterson, but they matter to those guys that are second and third teamers. When you look at the regular season and your starter goes down, you want that second string guy to be able to step in right away and contribute and not have to worry about, oh, well, our season is done. Case in point, the Dallas Cowboys. You think preseason matters to Dak Prescott and the Cowboys right now? Tony Romo damn near separated. They, they smashed him like a Coke can on the, on the, the ground in Seattle. And Dak Prescott has been playing well all preseason. Now, had he been playing terribly, then people would have been like, well, how could they not get him ready to play? But he played well, and all of a sudden it's, oh, it's because it's preseason. No, he played well in live games, which gives you confidence if you're a coaching staff or if you're a GM or scouts, like, hey, we got the right guy that can help bridge this gap in case he struggles, and we know Romo's coming back, but at least we know he played well in live games. And, yes, as opponents game plan for him, you as a coach will help game plan to combat those game plans for from the opponent. So, it, and, and here's the thing: players play, guys turn it on when the games when the games count. When and that's just preseason and regular season. You may be a you know an okay practice player, but when the game happens and when the, the lights are on and the TV cameras are are, are you know are on and, and showing, you're, you're balling, you're ready to go. You know, and, and that's why these games matter. So you can't say, oh, preseason doesn't matter. No, the score doesn't matter. But everything you put out there on film matters. And it also matters from a situation where you got these guys on a 90-man roster. And football players know this. You're out there. You're Let's say you're the 87th guy. You You know deep down that your chances are slim to none. You just want to go out there and put on tape. A, a lot of good plays, a lot of good reps. So you can then say, one, I played in the league. Two, I was pretty good. I just didn't get, you know, the numbers game just was against me. But at least you know you went out there, you put out on film your best effort. You went out there and played your best. You got to say you played in an NFL game against uh, other NFL players, NFL competition. It's not like you're a terrible player. You just, you know, there's only 53 spots on the roster. And if we're being honest, you know, every year there's only maybe – seven to eight, maybe let's say 10 open roster spots. Um, and if you're in a draft class of, let's say, 12, or no, I'm sorry, let's say 20, seven draft picks and 13 undrafted free agents, really the top two to three players are guaranteed spots. Everybody else really has to fight for those 10 available spots on that roster. So it does matter. It matters to those guys that, you know what, if they get cut, this may be the last game they play. Any any other profession, you can go out there and, and play rec league, so to speak, uh, sports. You can go join a, a summer league baseball team. Um, you can go play basketball like you could in a real game. Football, you can't simulate because you don't have a league where you have pads. And if you're playing in a league where you use pads and uh, you're probably playing in a semi-pro league and it won't be the same. You know, football, you have to embrace it while you can. And it means a lot to these players. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I wish one of these media people or, or 
analysts tell someone that's on the fringe that football or preseason doesn't matter. Let's do away with preseason. Like, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. You know, you have to understand these games matter, you know. Um, but it's also funny to just see, like, the media hypocrisy. If it's a guy they like, oh, see, I told you. See, see, here's here's my scouting report from, you know, when I said he could take a snap. If it's a guy you don't like, oh, it's just, I mean, it's just preseason. He's only doing that because he's playing, he's playing against the guys that's going to be bagging the groceries, those people. You know what I'm saying? And that voice I'm making is going to tie into what I'm talking about later. So that's why I'm doing it that way, because those people are all the same people. So if it's a guy you like, it, it validates your point. If it's a guy you don't like, it's just preseason. To me, football is football. If you're playing, if you're out, if a player goes out there and stinks, it's not because it's preseason or he's playing against guys that won't be on the NFL official roster. It's because he probably stinks, you know? If it's a guy that's going out there and doing well, it's probably because he's a good player. Now, whether or not he makes a team is not because he's not a good player. It's because they probably don't have room on a damn 53-man roster. There is room uh, that they have on a 90-man roster. So don't look at it that way either. You know, and a lot of guys, a lot of times guys think, oh, if he if he was good, he he would make the team. Like, man, it's not it's not that simple. When when you're supposed to think simply, you think complicated. You know, that right there is not that easy. It's not that simple. For what we're going to talk about later, it is simple, and yet you choose to try to make it complicated and nuance it. But, again, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's focus on this preseason football, man. Let's let's dive into this. Here's the other part that, that's so funny. Because people cry from, let's say, uh, we're going to say from mid-November. When your team is struggling, your, your, your starters are beat up, you know, you don't have depth or you have some depth, but you can't get guys in because your team is good. And it's like, man, they really need a developmental league. How can you champion or stump for a developmental league when you hate the preseason? Because if you scrape that the last 43 guys on, the, on those rosters, that's your, your developmental league. These guys that are getting cut today and getting cut next week, that's your developmental league players. Would you watch the fourth quarter of a preseason game for a full season? If you hate preseason, you won't. Then how are you going to support a developmental league? Therein lies the hypocrisy. If you want a, develop, a developmental league, you have to enjoy the preseason. You have to enjoy watching these guys get out there and, and grow their game and get better and play faster. You know, these preseason games are valuable for those guys that have come from a lower level because they get to step up in speed. Everything is a half step quicker once you get to the NFL. And if you haven't had consistency with that, not playing football, you won't get that. So you have to play football to get that level of, of speed consistency, which is why the preseason is important. You know, so we talked about why the games are important, why you can't be a hypocrite when talking about preseason football. You can't want a developmental league but hate preseason. I mean, who's going to play in a development league? Tom Brady? You know? So I, I don't I don't get it. What I would change from the preseason, obviously you want to charge people less for a preseason game. Um, and it's so funny because only in preseason, if you look at the stands, all you see is children. 
and parents are parents are selfish as, as hell, man. Like you only take your kids to the preseason game. You you wouldn't take little Timmy or little Johnny to a regular season game. No, nah, that that no nah, that game matters too much. These are my teams. But you take them to a oh and in before um let me jump in before uh you know parent Twitter jump in and say well you know the the summer break and you know the the the, the kids are on vacations and that's when we could take the kids. Stop it. Take them to one of these games in the regular season on a Sunday. You know, and some do, some do, but you see more kids in preseason uh, football game at preseason football games than you do at regular season football games. So um, I would change the, the ticket price. Obviously, it's getting expensive for people to, to attend games. I would also, um, if you're not, you know what, if you're not going to play your starters, then, you know, play, play those guys, play those backups, play them fully. You know, don't even entertain the thought of getting those starters ready. Yes, you may get like a series or two, but throw it like a real game. Maybe you want to have these fringe players start the game and then mix in some starters every now and then, pull the starters out, get them in the floor of the game a little bit, but create situational football. You know, allow those younger guys, those fringe guys to get out there and make something happen, make a name for themselves, get tape, because you're not only playing for that team that you're hoping to make, but you're also playing for teams around the league you're also playing for teams from other leagues like the CFL or maybe the Arena League or maybe teams from overseas that are looking at American football players. You're putting out that tape for those guys. So the games matter. It's film. It's always great to compete. And football players, ex-football players, wish they can have one more practice, one more game, one more drill, one more stretch period, all that stuff. And football is probably the only sport where it's temporary, you know, you're going to have a bunch of guys that are going to be at their athletic peak at 24 years old, not being able to play football. So it's it's sad when you think about it. So don't shit on it by saying it doesn't matter or it's, they could do away with the preseason. Like, no. you know. And the reason why guys get hurt is because guys don't go full speed in preseason. And when you loaf on the football field, you will get hurt. If you're going full speed, you probably won't get hurt. But guys don't want to go full speed because – Hey, it's just preseason. Okay, then pull those guys off and let those guys that's trying to make the roster and trying to make a name for themselves get out there and get more reps. Here's what they think about you. Gold teeth, gold chain wearing, fried chicken and biscuit eating, monkey ate baboon, big dive, fast running, high jumping, spear chucking, 360 degree basketball dunking, titsoon spade mulling yarn. Go the fuck back to Africa. Go the fuck back to Africa. Go the fuck back to Africa. Think about it. If you couldn't guess by the two sound clips that I played, yes, it's time to talk about Colin Kaepernick's. Uh, protesting why he didn't stand for the national anthem, something he has the right to do. And I quote, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it will be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street, people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Now, that's strong statements coming from Colin Kaepernick. All are true and facts, by the way. Um, but. It's a shame because here's a guy that's exercising his First Amendment rights, which people love. You know, people love the Constitution, as you should, you know, 
one of the longest standing documents we have out there. But his reasoning is right. Why not take a stand for something that you strongly believe in? And which is something that is so funny that people look at it as anything other than, a you know, a human rights issue. You have to be for human rights. Oh, you know, you I, I can't speak on it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not black. No, but you're human. Are you comfortable with people that are human that are not being treated treated equally, uh, whether that's African-Americans or black Americans or Hispanics, Latinos? You know, Muslims, gay people, lesbians, transgender, are you are you fine with people being treated not equally, treated subhuman? That's a you problem. And so I understand his reasoning. And, and the funny part is he has done this prior to this game where it's now being blown up across the uh, the world or the, the country. It's just that now people are aware of what he's doing, but he's sat in silence for the last two games. Um, and props to him for taking a stand and doing something about it and taking a stand on a, a direct topic, you know, and I know everybody's going to talk about the Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade. I felt like that was good, but I felt like they stood up and said, basically, you know, things are bad. Think bad things are happening out there. We have to do better. We need everybody to do better with us. And let's not let's stop the bad things. You know, they got all dressed in black. It was all cute, right? Got all dressed in black. But they didn't take us a, a, a hard stand like, hey, and I heard this this morning. They didn't make people choose sides. Everybody can agree, yeah, we got to do better. There's too much crime out there and we have to love one another. Great. Kumbaya and move on. Colin Kaepernick make, is making people take a side. And to be honest, people are slowly revealing themselves, boy. I mean, and it doesn't take much for for you to just be a good human being. Treat your, your fellow man the same way you would want to be treated. Why is that so hard for people to do? You know, it's crazy. I remember when I was eight years old, and this was a lesson that, that, has, that has stayed with me for, since then i remember being in elementary school you know you're, you're snapping on people you're laughing and joking and you know oh you have a big head oh you you know <laughs> you're so black we're gonna call you lt which stands for limo tent right so you know you're snapping on one, one another for imperfections or differences and there was this one guy in, in our class that was gay you know, and, you know he was clearly gay and guys were just ragging on, ragging on him. And I'm laughing, you know, joking, laughing, laughing, joking back with him, you know. And then one day, you know, it was just, you know, we're in this class. We're joking, cracking on each other. And then that was it. And then you see, like, two days later, you see the guy sitting outside on the blacktop crying his ass off. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, damn, those are, are, are real tears. You know, like, that dude's hurt. So I go over there and I ask him, like, hey, man, what's what's wrong? Like, man, you know, I'm sick of people teasing me because I'm different. And I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. I'm a fucked up person for that. So I apologize to him, told him, like, hey, you know what? You're right. Because I remember when someone talked about me that made me feel this way. And, and I didn't understand his point until I saw that true pain. And I know what that true pain felt like. And I hated that feeling. And to see him cry for something that affected him, 
it affected me. And we're, we're, we're still best friends to this day. You know, but that's a, le- a life lesson I learned at eight years old. You know, even though I'm not gay, I can under I can empathize with this guy that's being picked on, you know, and it's not right. You know, even though two days prior, we're laughing and joking about him and, and clowning him amongst clowning each other. But it still doesn't make it right. And that was wrong. And so now you look at it like, you know what? Anybody that's being wronged is just human nature for you to not to, to do something about it. You know, just to just to do it, make it right. You know, and if you're seeing someone and too many people turn a blind eye and, you know, it's just like it's so funny. It's, you know, people try to spin it and make you the victim or make you the problem. You're the reason why this bad stuff is happening. You know, it's, it's almost like that rape culture. Well, if she wouldn't wear that dress, she wouldn't have got raped. Or if he's like, man, she got raped, man, that's fucked up. Oh, well, I mean, what 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 was she wearing? A What kind of fabric was it? Because some fabrics are more rapeable than others. Like people really be trying to make the victim uh, the the criminal, you know. Oh, what does this black kid get shot by police? Because, yeah, I mean, look at him. He has criminal skin tone, obviously. And it's, it's sad. You know, I've seen people and here. And, and, and it's so funny. I'm doing this podcast on August 29th because 11 years ago, I lost everything in Katrina. And then you see people say dumb shit like, oh, well, why would anybody stay in New Orleans? They have hurricanes. Like, you you have to be the dumbest person on planet Earth. You know, everywhere you stay in the country, you're going to deal with some natural disasters. You know, doesn't matter where you stay. And I stayed in New Orleans. I lived in New Orleans because that's where I fucking grew up. It's People are stupid, man. So, with that said... I understand his reasoning and I applaud him for taking a stand and making people choose sides and making people see this is a real problem. And I'm going to now bring it to, to light. And I'm also glad that Mike Tavares, an undrafted rookie free agent from Incarnate Word, said he's going to back Colin Kaepernick and not stand for the national anthem. People are like, oh, he's he's going to get cut. It, it's not about that. If you're willing to if you're not willing to stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. You know. And so people just don't people are purposely misunderstanding his reason. Then you have these people. Uh, oh, he's disrespecting the troops. What about the troops there? The troops over there. Like, listen. Stop using military people as props. It's not cool at all. When people do something that you don't like, well, what about the troops? And the troops people, you know, the troops, those people are the same ones that say, well, what about the kids? I got kids. What about the kids? You know, those are the same people. You know, when something happens that they don't agree with, they quickly latch on to, well, the the troops. But these are also probably the same people that are excited to go to war, that want to fight everybody in this world. Bring the troops home. And, and And the troops people are the ones that probably never have stepped foot in a VA hospital. I used to do motivational speaking a lot, more so than I do now because I'm so tied up with football game plan. And I spoke at a VA hospital thinking, and it was my first time stepping foot in a VA. I'm thinking like, okay, cool. I'm going to go there. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see like the best hospital ever. And so I walked in and I'm like, yo, first of all, you don't even have to walk in. You see lined up around the VA, homelessness, you know, addicts, people mentally unstable 
before you get to the damn doors. And they're all veterans. And when you walk in, the people pull you to the side and tell you how bad things are at the VA as far as like services and what they can't provide. And I'm like, wait a minute. These people are coming from overseas, heroes, as the troops people are, you know, the heroes. And they can't get basic. They can't get exceptional medical care. Fuck basic. They can't get exceptional medical care. That is that is unheard of. But you don't see those the troops people uh, champion for that. No, 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 no. They only care about the troops when it's convenient for a point they're trying to make to discredit someone else. Same thing with the kids. You know, I got kids. You can't wear that hat. I got kids. What about the kids? What kind of message are you sending to kids? These are the same people that don't give a shit about their children. And the troops people, the kids people are the same ones that probably nine times out of ten are asking to speak to a manager. So they're all the same thing. So don't use military people or your children as props. Because that's just, that shows you are even more so of a bad human being. Terrible. And it just, it, it, it also... It also look you look at this and you see everybody's jumping out and saying like everybody's latching on to this whole troops thing. Um, well, he, he's not honoring the troops, the troops, troops, troops. But everybody's talking about that, but missing the entire reason why he's protesting purposely, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, what is it to be a teammate? If I'm your teammate, we always talk about teammates and your family, the locker room, all the guys in the locker room. The guys, the locker room, the guys, you know, you guys over there, the guys. But when something goes down, your teammate is quiet. And don't think we don't notice. Don't think we don't notice when something is is, is a serious issue and you're silent on it. I need you to be my teammate. I, I mean, we're, we're teammates. We're family. I need you to be there. I need you to step up and have my back. Oh, you only have my back when it's an issue that you care about. If you see me getting beat down in the street and I look up and I see you standing there not knowing what to do or not even helping, but yet you're my teammate, that's a problem. You're not really my friend. You're not really my teammate. You're not really my family. And that's, you know, what's going on with these social issues. Yes, Colin Kaepernick can step up and, and make a stand and, and get everybody discussing it and talking about it. But it would be even better if his entire team felt the same way, unless they don't like you as who you are, Colin. And that just goes back to how people view you. You know, you can smile in your face. Those people, people smile in your face, chit chat, kiki, whoop the woo with you. But really don't give a damn about you. You know, you can coexist with people you don't like. That's fair. You do it all day at the workplace, you know, but that's something different. That's not you, you, if I guarantee if you saw someone doing something wrong or being wrong, your human inclination would be to say, you know what? That's not right. Unless you're talking about race. I mean, why wouldn't you want to jump in and say, like, why wouldn't a Aaron Rodgers jump up and say, you know what, man? I'm with Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to sit down, too. Because that's not right. Well, you know, it doesn't. I see. I'm, it's, it's a it's a black issue. I, hey, you know, hey, hey, well, what are you going to do? Right. Be a teammate. And you see now you've seen the locker room split. 
And don't think people don't notice. Also in the media, don't think people don't notice about how you're framing up this question. You're framing it. Oh, Colin Kaepernick sit, sitting, uh, not standing for the national anthem. And period. They're not saying why he's not sitting. Well, everybody wants the clicks. Everybody wants the, the retweets, the likes. They're doing it for the vine, you know. But don't think we don't notice the media members that are also quiet because that's another issue that people don't know about, you know, the 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 prejudices and racism that goes on within the media. It's all about how you frame it. And people think when you say you're, you know, that's racism or that's racist, you're talking about calling me, you know, racial epithets. I don't care what you call me, you know. That's fine. You can say what you want. I don't give a shit. But systemic racism is the biggest problem that is plaguing this country, you know. And we talk about it with how certain positions are viewed and certain players are viewed. People will, people will. If if some girl came out and said she was raped, you see all the men type these long form think pieces, tweets on how that's wrong, and you know, men, we got to do better. Someone gets racially discriminated against, and Nine times out of ten, all the white people are quiet, silent. Well, I mean, hey, you know, hey, what, what do you, uh, what do you, hey, the kids, you know, I got kids, I got to worry about, you know, nobody sit, nobody, no, no one comes to the defense, or the people that's out there. And here's the thing: you can say, you can say whatever you want, but your excellent, your actions always show how you truly feel. Case in point, we see it every year. People, oh, that's crazy. That racial stuff is crazy, man. People need to do better. Yeah, you say that now, but wait till these black quarterbacks or these black athletes come out in the draft, and I'm reading your scouting reports. Dumb, athletic, probably born without a father. All those racial stereotypes are in your scouting report. Oh, I'm not racist at all. I don't call you a racial epithet. No way. That's not me. I have values. But when I check out your scouting report, you call you 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 systematically call a player everything under the sun. Don't be a hypocrite. If you're gonna keep it a hundred, keep it a hundred the whole time. And it's funny because I was fully expecting to come on here and just just go completely off. But to my surprise, a lot of people in the media have done a great job in echoing, you know, my sentiment, white and black, which is great because it shows that people get it. And people that are still focused on the troops and the kids and the guys, those are the people that are the problem. If someone's quietly sitting down, not doing you anything, and keep in mind, we've all been at games. We've all been in the press. Well, not all of us, but we've been in the press box. We've been at games. We've been at events. We've been at people's houses when the National Anthem plays, uh, and we're tweeting about who's, you know, laughing and tweeting about who can sing and who can't. None of us are standing, right? Oh, I, and then people, oh, I always stand in my house. I stand proudly because I support that tropes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, people are funny, man. But point being, we all, we don't we do not do things consistently that we talk about, you know. And if we're going to keep it 100, keep it 100. And Colin Kaepernick didn't call attention to himself by, you know, wearing a black jersey while everybody else has on a red jersey or you know, shaving whatever in his head, you know, wearing a, a you know, a whatever. He just sat down for the national anthem. And that was his own silent protest, which what I heard today is it from, from someone in the media, like, yo, that's 
exactly the definition of how a protest is supposed to be done. Because look about, it. look, look around. We've seen articles. We've seen news stories. Hell, I'm, it brought me back into the podcast business to do a podcast. So it got everyone talking, which means it did its job. I didn't see none of this happen after LeBron James and those guys stood up there and told everybody we all got to be nice to one another. You know, so it is what it is. And I think if everyone just be a human being first, we will all be better. Call out your your fellow person that does something stupid or says something dumb or you see someone doing racist shit or saying racist shit call them out if you don't feel that way call them out don't be a punk call them out say something you, you know that's the that's the biggest thing if you see someone if you know something is wrong stand up and say something because if it happens to you you want all the help you you want understanding you want nuance you want people to to look into your side nah i'm gonna wait for all the facts I got to hear both sides. Stand up. Don't be a punk. Do what's right. Be a human being and look out for your fellow man. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah.